Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today we have uh, we're gonna be talking about some different stuff during the off season. We were probably gonna be switching things up and doing different things. What we would be doing right now because we all thought about three weeks ago that Kevin Durant would have been traded within a month, but it looks like we he might not be traded until the beginning of the season. So we have no clue what's going on with that so yeah so what we're going to be doing is a one month series that i've had the idea for for a very long time it's going to be the robin hood series now this series is going to be talking about greatest players that are extremely underrated players that are not truly shown at how valuable they are we will explain to you their value why they matter why these players really made a difference in the nba why these players are underrated why these players are robin hoods and why being a robin hood matters and you know all those type of things this is going to be a really interesting podcast we'll be doing this for the next month you guys are going to hear eight of eight of these we have eight great players that we've chosen after doing some serious thinking so excited about it chris um we're gonna be talking about will chamberlain today so what do you think about that oh man will chamberlain i feel good about talking about will chamberlain because this guy is very yeah. i mean like he's He's underrated to the point where people think he's overrated. It is very weird because, mm-hmm. like, we know him as, like, I'm going to use the word for y'all who, you know, was watching, like, our evolution of basketball. He's an enigma. <laughs> yes. He's an enigma. He's like, yes. oh, God, I, did. I yes. don't believe he actually existed. Is he Like, everybody wants to downplay what he, what he was able to accomplish in the league during his time period. Mm-hmm. They, He's like, what, seven foot something, you know what I mean? Built of granite, solid, tall, can move like a gazelle down the court. He's like LeBron, but taller. And he just dominates 100-point games, 50, like, you're like, oh, he's playing against, like, people who are, like, six foot five and five foot 11 and stuff like that. Bump all that. He, he, <laughs> it was only, like, 14, it's less, te- it was less teams then. I don't know exactly the number. It less teams then than it is now. It's 32 teams in the, in the NBA right now. It was less teams than that. That means he's yeah. playing the best player on each team every night. So that means that on his 100-point games, when he was having, like, 60, 50, you know, 70, 100 points, 
Who is he playing? He's playing the best player at the time. He's playing Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah. Bill Russell, Nate Thurmond, Bob Lanier, Bill Walton. I'm These are the people who he's scoring on. Like, you got to think about that for a second. Like, yeah, his team wasn't that great around him. You know what I mean? But these are this is a this is a player who really dominated like legit dominate like yeah we bill russell had a better team around him but this is a single person just dominating the team just dominating the entire league yeah i i couldn't agree with you more chris definitely a single player dominating the league and i would say that the man is the man is so dominant because of skill and athletic gifts and all those type of things. But, you know, something I want to hit on early here is Bill Russell. That Bill Russell team, yeah, yeah. they has 10 rings. Everybody talks about Bill Russell having 10 rings. Everybody 11. puts Bill Russell top 10. Uh, 11, my bad. Everybody puts Bill Russell top 10 center of all time. A lot of people have a top 10 player of all time. Man never averaged more than 20. The man had basically an Olympic team. Uh, as his team and the best coach in the NBA at that point in time, Red Arbeck, on his team as his head coach. Yeah. So, he had all the advantages. But this guy never did, but you have to understand, one, they were rivals. Mm -hmm. Also, they were, like, really great friends. Like, apparently, they would, like, eat dinner together before games. Like, they were really actually close. They were great rivals. Great rivalry. It was... And whenever there is a rivalry, reporters that are fans of the other side will always try to find ways to degrade what the other person is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people talk about him being selfish. A lot of talk about him not being a good teammate. A lot of people talk about him only caring about himself. And the reason why Bill Russell won those rings is because he didn't only care about himself. Mm -hmm. Well, it's easy to look like you only care about yourself when you're averaging 50 and 25 throughout some seasons. Mm -hmm. It's easy to look like that when you're volume score. Look at Melo. Everybody talks about, oh, Melo's selfish. Melo's a terrible player. I'd never have Melo on your team. Well, you're stupid. The only reason why you think that because he never won a ring. Yeah. If he would have been on Miami, if he would have been on the Heat instead of Chris Bosh, we would view him differently because of the narrative. Oh, he's not a winner. Uh, hello, his next best player on those teams with the Knicks might have been Chauncey Billups or J.R. Smith or Amari Stoudemire as he was aging. Like, it was... The next guy wasn't anything special. So, we have to understand that. We have to understand the situation. We have to understand that just because somebody else's viewpoint is negative of him, it's all wrong because they don't understand because they want to find ways to make him negative to rise up Bill Russell. Mm -hmm. Most of the Bill Russell hate is from people in Boston. The biggest one is Bill Simmons, who's a Boston Celtic fanatic. Like, these these Boston fans have done a really good job, or people who like the Boston Celtics in the 60s, really good job of negating and pushing down Will Chamberlain's greatness. And, you know, it's, it's it, arguments that are uneducated as well sadly happen where people talk about Will Chamberlain didn't have good competition Will Chamberlain was the only person that was above 7 foot Will Chamberlain XYZ just to write him yeah. off 
because his stats and his tape is way too amazing to be ignored if you can't find ways to write him off and then he messes up everything that you have been taught to think about exactly this is why he's in the robin hood series what are you thinking about that type of talk it's literally like i must touch on the first one i'll touch on is the pushing of one player down to rise another up for one reason that's something that just carries on throughout the years in sports period why do we have to diminish another one's greatness to push up another guy's greatness i'm not declining and saying that bill russell isn't great i'm not going to say that because Wilt Chamberlain is great, Bill Russell isn't great. I'm not going to say vice versa. I think that they're both great players, but you just have to think about the type of caliber player that Wilt Chamberlain was and what he had to deal with. Literally, if you want to talk about plumbers and carpenters, Bill, Wilt Chamberlain had plumbers and carpenters, and Bill Russell had the basketball team. This is this is who was this is the difference mm. in team. This is the difference in player. Bill Russell was more of he was the guy. Okay, listen. Well, grab every rebound, block every shot. I'm really long and tall. I don't really have to worry about scoring. I can score sometimes. I have scores on my team. Will Chamberlain like, I am the team. You guys just give me the ball. I'm yeah. going to make it happen for us some way, somehow. Now, if that's selfish, trying to carry your team, then LeBron's selfish. If it's selfish trying to carry your team, then, Steph's is, then, then um, Steph is selfish. Because sometimes he has 40-point explosions. Is he selfish for trying to carry his team? He's yeah. carrying his team. Giannis mm-hmm. is selfish then, if that's the case, because he carries his team. MJ is selfish because he carries his team. I don't like these are people who literally put their teams on their backs, and that's what that's what fans of the team want. T- fans want fans always want a star, but they but then you always have another. You have uh, the same. <clears throat> okay, fans want a star, but then you always have an argument against a star because they do the same thing that your star does. That's that's that doesn't make sense. You put if you you want your star to put the team on their back and carry them to the promised land. Did he fail at that? Yes. Did he have? Did he not win until he joined a different team? Yes, that's fine. But it came. It had to come to that point because he, it's only but so much you could do if your whole team is getting crapped mm-hmm. on and you're the only person who's scoring. You just, like, get out the way. I got this. Yeah. I'm going to try at least. Give up my 100%. You know, you can't win every game, but you can try. You can put that effort forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was – you have to understand that, like, the reason why he doesn't have any rings is because he was in the same conference as the Celtics. Like, he had to get through the Celtics to get to yeah. the NBA Finals. Like, it's not like he was trying to beat Jerry West and Elgin Baylor when the Lakers went... When Jerry West went to, like, nine NBA Finals during the same time mm-hmm. frame, in a general sense. And um, it's not like he was going through them. And it was... He had to go through Boston, who had athletic players and had the Olympic team over there that won 11 rings. And ran fast brick like crazy. You know... Yes. True. Very true and had, like, really elite off-ball movement for that time frame. Sam Jones and some of the stuff Bob Cousy does coming off-ball and making catches and getting handoffs from Bill Russell is very much, like, a lot of off-ball movement that we see today. So it was definitely something completely different from what Wilt did. Wilt was the man carrying the team. And, you know, once we got past that part, I really... Got to talk about Wilt the player. Look, for the gazillionth time, I don't care what a book says. I don't care what some guy on TV says. Make your own gosh darn opinion. Actually watch these guys. Yeah. Watch the era. Because then you'll understand where we're coming from with this. 
This guy is a demigod. Yes. Comparatively speaking to the 60s, he is by far and away the most amazing. And it's not even close. He was a guy that was, if he was born tomorrow and we saw him play in the NBA 20 years from now, we would be like, yeah, I could see 20 years from now the basketball is going to be so crazy there's going to be a guy like this. Yeah. Like, he was a guy that's just way before his time with Athleticus. So it's and you have to understand that just because somebody's taller doesn't mean he's better. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to. We had the privilege of being Cleveland Cavalier fans of growing up and watching Zdrunas Agalzis. Zdrunas Agalzis was a seven foot three center from Europe, Yugoslavia or something somewhere in yeah. Europe. Uh, Lithuania or something. It was one of those countries. But you have to understand the where I'm getting at here was he had good post skill. He was a pretty good shot blocker at the rim. But what he was is he had cement for feet. Cement for feet. Most people that tall have cement for feet. And the special ones that are over seven foot are Shaq like David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem's got ballerina for feet David Robinson's all this bulk and just athletic gifts and ripped and like muscles on muscles on muscles Shaq is huge right these special athletes at that size was where things become special for the position so I want to explain that because a lot of people talk about oh he's just taller than everybody else so he could just dunk on everybody else like it's not like he played against six foot five players at the center position. Like, get out of here. Bill Russell was six ten. With, you know, he was in the in the Olympics. Try almost missed out on the Olympics for being uh, a long jumper. Like, apparently he got tied for third place with somebody, but he was friends with him, so he let him go because he was focused on basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, he had real hops. Like, Bill Russell is ridiculously athletic. Nate Thurmond was a guy who was built like Mo Bamba, whose fingers basically touched his knees. Like, long, 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 long arms. 6'11", bulky built out of granite. Like, he had to play against Walt Bellamy, 6'11", guys like 270, bulky strong, like a bull. Yeah. Like, it's not like they... You have to really understand and watch him play against people and watch that era to understand the center position was really good. Because mm-hmm. there was 14 guys in that league that were just good. And it was the 14 best human beings on planet of... in America that America could produce all playing at the center position. Yeah. And they had some pretty... They had some freaks. They had some freaks. There was a lot of number one draft picks at the center position in that era because of gifts. Because of gifts. So it's you have to understand, okay, just because he might be a, an inch or two taller than everybody else doesn't make him better because if that was true, then why wouldn't Zajunas Agalsis average 20-25 when he was the tallest player in the NBA after Yao Ming went away? Yeah. Why didn't Yao Ming average 50? He's 7'6" pretty smooth for that size had mid-range shot post does it make him the most dominant center of all time no No. okay what about um bull manu bull manu bull seven seven and he could shoot a three seven foot seven and he could shoot a three and he averaged like 12 to 10 points per game 
Like, he's not... Like, these... You have to understand, height doesn't change everything. Just because you're tall doesn't... Because you put somebody like Bulbul on Shaq, Shaq's just like, I'm huge, goodbye. Yeah. So you have to take that... You can't just use something as simple as that argument to negate him. Okay, so this is this is why he's so special. He is built out of... He's like David Robinson, where it is ridiculously bulky. Like, ridiculously strong. Like, the man's a man-child and strength. And he is a man-child in speed, quickness, athletic gifts, verticality. Dear goodness, you have to understand that this guy could touch the top of the passport. You could understand that he's a Giannis-type athlete. Where it's great quickness, it's great vertical, it's great speed, it's great agility, it's great strength. So he's all paired with a seven one seven foot six wingspan player. I think it might be seven seven. You have to put all of that together to understand. Okay, he has special gifts because he is faster than Hakeem and David Robinson mm-hmm. up and down. The oh, floor. for sure, not even close. He is a top five strongest center ever. He might not be as strong as Shaq and big as Shaq. But David Robinson and him could really compete for that. Vertical athleticism, he might be the most vertically athletic gifted center of all time. Like, it's Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan type of gifts Mm. there. Like, it's beyond special. Beyond special. He doesn't have the agility of Hakeem and the great feet of Hakeem, but he's probably top five. That's how ridiculous his gifts are. And when we talk about somebody like that, oh my gosh, Michael Jordan has gifts like that. Oh my gosh, LeBron has gifts like that where they're just so ridiculously gifted that it makes sense that they're so dominant. Mm -hmm. And his stats completely back this up as well, but the point of this is, okay, he has all those gifts. And then we have to talk about his skill. The man could handle. The man could dribble up the floor and run the fast break and make a pass Mm -hmm. to somebody else and have a layup. The man could run the floor with his ridiculous speed and look like he's doing the flash whenever he turns it on and get a dunk and be a great rim runner. Like, he would... Shaq wouldn't last three quarters with this guy. He wouldn't. Because by the third quarter, he'd be so winded. Mm -hmm. Like, it wouldn't even be close. And... He also has post skill. Like he has real post skill. Like he has way he has the best post skill offensively of that era and it's not even close. A great bank shot, a great post fadeaway, great ability to understand angles and understand where to turn and plays through power. Like he's a power player with his athletic gifts. You have to understand that that makes him so special. I mean, this guy's a 13-time All-Star, 7-time scoring champion, 11-time rebounding champion, 2-time NBA champion, 10-time All-NBA, Finals MVP, 4-time MVP, 2-time All-Defensive Rookie of the Year. Like, that's his accolades. Like, this guy averaged 50 and 25 in a season. Like, his stats are ridiculous before he starts aging. And this is one of the greatest players of all time. We have him at 2. And we have to understand... That we have to be able to see how special he would be in any era and be able to look at him like that and really talk about his actual skills and his actual tape and actually look and watch. You use your brain. It's not hard. 
So what are you thinking about your description of Wilt? What you think about him physically as a player, his skills, his dominance? I want to hear what you think. So it's like when they made when Milt when Wilt was being formed, it's like they were like, we're gonna take all the gifts of everything needed to be a great basketball player. We're gonna put into this one person, form him up, make him tall, make him strong, make him jump high, make him run fast, make him dominant, and just put him in the NBA. It's literally like he's just like made out of like I don't know clouds or whatever you want to say. Like he's just like built (laughs) built specifically. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like something uh, magical. Like he just, it doesn't seem real. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. It seems like he's a myth. Like he never truly existed. You know what I mean? Because one yes. problem with greatness is that you know you don't. It's somebody. Sometimes, especially in sports, sometimes players are so great that mm-hmm. you have to find a flaw within them because you can't believe that that's possible. Because the players before then and the players that, yeah. that you respect the most aren't able to do that. So you're like, oh, yeah, he's a selfish guy. Oh, yeah, he can't play for real. Look who he's playing against. Everybody's like 6'5 and under. You know what I mean? Like something like that, when you have somebody mm-hmm. so great and it just feels like they're not even real, like they don't exist. It's it's funny, right, mm-hmm. that the only thing we have to prove that he had a 100-point game is a slight recording of him scoring his 100-point game, his, his 100th point. That's really it, is a recording on a radio. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that we had had. We don't have any footage of that. But we have footage of other... We don't have no... Exactly. I want to see footage of that. We don't have no footage of that. All we have is a recording that proves that he scored 100 points. But yet still, you know what I mean? Because of how the type of player he was. And like I'll say it again, he's an enigma. It's like he doesn't exist. It's like he's a myth. Because of that factor yeah. with, that, with, with him as a player, it's just like... It's easy to just try to diminish what he did. It's very easy to do that. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to go like, yeah, he's not that great of a player. These players are better. But if he's so great, why wasn't he able to win? Once again, back to my original point when I start when we started this podcast was that there's like 12 teams. He's playing the best player every night. Yes. The best player. If it's not yes. like... It's not like it's 32 teams like it is now, and you're LeBron, you play the Sacramento Kings, you just drop 50. You know what I mean? Like, Sacramento Kings don't have nobody over there. Yeah. It's not, you know, you play in I mean, the best player every mm-hmm. night. Yes. The 14 best yes. teams, 12 to 14 best teams, you're playing them every night. You go on the court. Yes. Yeah. The best coaches, the best, you, you, like, you know what I mean? You play in the best of the best every night. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Is there anything else you want to say about that topic, or do you want me to move on to the next subject? We move on to the next subject, because then, well, yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay, so we've talked about why this guy has been dis- disrespected. Mm. We've then talked about how special this guy is and his actual gameplay. And I feel like it's important to talk about why it matters now. The reason why it matters is, gosh darn it, this guy should have a legacy. This guy should be what Babe Ruth is to baseball. This guy should be the myth. Yeah. This guy should be the, you know, I really like these young guys now, but is he really better than Will? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like Babe Ruth leads, you know, he has a home run record without the steroids. You know, that's that's pretty interesting. Like... You have to understand that he should be the one that's the greatest of all time conversation. He should be the one that you shouldn't be allowed to put not top five. He should be the one that's getting these myths. This man, this guy was so special to talk about. This, But when people talk about him, people talk about the negatives first. When people talk about him, they disrespect this guy. This guy doesn't have nearly... The legacy that he should, because he doesn't have rings. Modern media has not chosen him. They chose Michael Jordan. They chose Bill Russell. They chose Magic. They chose Bird. He was the black sheep. Oh, sleep with a thousand women. Oh, like all these random things that people would think of first before they thought about the actual Wilt Chamberlain, the player, Wilt Chamberlain, the human being. Yeah. And the reason why it matters about the series is it matters to understand about where things came from. It's important to look back and realize that Giannis's best comparison is him. Because Giannis is the guy that has all the gifts athletically. Giannis has the ability to handle the basketball, make passes, and the fast break would be extremely dominant. Giannis is extremely dominant inside. Where you have to understand that he is so important because he has led to all the post-play. Think about Kareem. Think about Akeem. Think about David Robinson. Think about Shaq. Think about Embiid. Post-play. It all came from him. And he gets no credit. No credit because Bill Russell did. Bill Russell was the defensive guy of that era. Yes, he was special defensively, but he wasn't what a Will Chamberlain is as a player, and it shouldn't even be close. This is like comparing LeBron with, I don't know, Mm. Scottie Pippen? Maybe. Scottie Pippen's a great team basketball player. Scottie Pippen's a great team basketball player. Great athlete. One of the greatest defenders ever to grace the basketball court. Great rebounder. Great passer. Point forward. Led to winning. Was he the most important thing that led to winning? No. No, he had a bunch of score. He had Michael Jordan next to him. He wasn't the scorer. Yeah. He wasn't the number one thing that led to winning. If you took... 
John Havlicek, you took Sam Jones, you take Bob Cousy, you take all these guys off the Boston Celtics. Nobody knows Bill Russell to the extent that we know him today. At all. Because nobody knows 11 rings. Bill Russell, 11 rings. Yeah. Bob Cousy dropped 50 points in the NBA Finals one game. Like, legitimately, the guy could shoot, score, pass. Like, he was in the MVP once. Like, John Havlicek averaged it 30 in 1971. 30 points per game. Yeah. But he was coming off the bench at first with that team. Sam Jones eventually averaged 26-25 as some players were aging out, and he became the star. So they had three players on that team that could average 25 points per game on their own team. All on the same team, running a system that fit them because they based their system off of shooting. Mm -hmm. Spacing. It was a mid-range spacing. It wasn't. You watch the Boston Celtics play, and then compared to everybody else, it's not the same because everybody else just feeds the post. That was that was the game plan for most other teams, other than Jerry West and the, the Lakers of that time frame, because they had Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and they're playing with the guards. But it's you have to understand that it is so important in the Robin Hood series is so important because we're bringing light to players and their value to you to show you how important they are to show you how important Will Chamberlain is to show you why he should matter why you should care about him why you should think about him as one as one of the greatest centers of all time if not the greatest why you should take your time to watch him why you should take the time to think about why he is so undervalued because being undervalued sucks it sucks. Yeah. It sucks being somebody that doesn't get the credit that they deserve for what they've done. There's a lot of players in that era like that, where nobody cares about them, but they were special. Mm-hmm. Special. And we're going to keep on talking about them. So that's where I'm going with how you know he impacts the Robin Hood series. So what are you thinking about how he impacts the Robin Hood series, why the Robin Hood series matters, and how it connects with Will? So I think that this is a very important series, you know, because the, this, not saying that we know everything, but we're of a few, few biased commentators of basketball that have actually went back and did our research. And... Mm-hmm with that research have been able to form our own opinions because a lot of media yes. have biased opinions that have just been passed down throughout media. They just kind of, it's a lot of regurgitation mm-hmm. when it comes to their opinions. Like, and then Wilt is yeah. very important to the series because he's, he's a, he's a story that's been passed down and regurgitated over and over and over again, but not in a positive light. Like we always hear Mike, greatest player of all time, six rings, six rings, six rings, six rings, built greatest center of his era six, 11 rings 11 rings 11 rings 11 rings but when we hear wilt it's always negativity it's always oh well he mm. wasn't a great player he was he wasn't a good teammate he was selfish you know what i mean oh a thousand women and then when you do hear something about wilt it just doesn't seem real because you've always you've already been failed all fed all the negativity like did you mm. know that will chamberlain was a globetrotter at one point that he handles the ball like LeBron moves down the court and pass on the fast break with one hand, scoop passes like 
Like it's nothing. Did you did you know that he built, beat Jim Brown in the foot race? Do you know that he could he could have went to the Olympics and yeah. won and won Olympic gold? Do you know this? Do you do you understand that this is the caliber of player that we're talking about? That you can it's so and I'll just get back to my other point, which is that he's just he's to the point of greatness where it's just hard to believe that it actually happened. It, the fact that it's so hard to believe, it makes it so easy to diminish his legacy and what he actually was able to bring to the ba- game of basketball. Because you can't believe that it actually happened. I can't. Bl- I, look, I've seen clips. I've heard the recording. I don't believe it actually happened. But I'm still not going to diminish his legacy because we understand that there's a picture out there that exists with 100 points written on it. That's not. That's not fake. Mm-hmm. That, that's not photoshopped. <laughs> there's no Photoshop back then. <laughs> He was just like, yeah, let yeah. me get a marker and write this on there. That don't happen for everybody because yeah. Devin Booker took the same picture. Kobe took the same picture, so they just faked it too. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't push down a great player to lift up another. We can't push down a great player because of media narratives. We can't push down a great player because we just can't believe that their greatness ever existed. We can't do that. That's why this series is important. That's why Will's important. That's why he's the first player on this list of our series is because there's not one more disrespect there's not a player more disrespected in the annals of history in NBA history in the annals of NBA history than Milt Chamberlain Milt Chamberlain Milt Chamberlain Milt Chamberlain you said it best you said that we can't not that you didn't say this but you basically said like we don't hear the comparisons of Giannis to Wilt we don't hear the comparisons of Shaq to Wilt we don't hear the comparisons of these great centers to Wilt. Wilt is the prototype, but he's not even a like he. We could take Wilt out of his era and place him in any era, and he's going to dominate that league. Yes, he's Oof. the prototype, but he's a prototype that fits every era mm-hmm. and could dominate. We don't. We don't look at him in the correct light. We don't see him as oh, this is if we, but. <clears throat> We don't see him like we see Elgin Baylor. We don't see him like we see Dr. J. We don't see him like we see Magic. Magic is Le- is Magic is to LeBron what LeBron is to Magic. We don't see Elgin Baylor as Elgin Baylor as Mike or Mike before Mike. We don't see uh, Julia. We don't we don't see. I mean, we don't see Wilt like we see Dr. J as Mike before Mike. I mean, as Mike, you know what I mean? We don't see these. We don't we don't make the right comparisons because of the fact that his mm-hmm. legacy is so diminished because media has done so great such a great job it is just like yeah this guy he's not great he's not great bill russell is better if, if, better if he was great than rings and then we get to the ring debate and that's another reason why it's important for this because a lot of players are really swept under the rug and trashed because of the fact that this ring debate exists mm-hmm. before there was a mike six rings six and oh in the finals there was a bill russell 11 rings and 11 rings really took over the zero rings and that's where the debate started that's where this debate that we carry on to this day this age-old debate because it is old these players played in the late 50s 60s maybe into the early 70s this is a old Mm -hmm. old old debate and we're still Mm -hmm. dragging it out years and years later we're in 2022 and we're still using the same debate that these players used before social media when there was just a paper and they were and people were typing and sending out papers 
and saying, oh, yeah. and it was a sports column before there was actually TV networks dedicated to this, before there was mm-hmm. stations dedicated to this, before there was pages connect- dedicated to this. We're, we're just spewing out the same age-old debate, debate, and we can't keep doing yeah. that. We can't keep forcing this debate. This debate is old, hundreds of years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is important. Yeah, I agree, man. That's important. That's why it's important, because this is these are old debates. We have to let these debates go. Mm-hmm. Rings will never equal. Will never rings will never equal greatness, because basketball is a team sport. Yes. And you don't win. You don't win basketball games by yourself. Mm-hmm. Proof in proof in the pudding. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain won a, scored a hundred points, and he don't. He only has two rings. <laughs> yeah. And the two were with, like, Jerry West. Well, you got one with Philly, but the, t- the other one was with Jerry West and uh, that other guy. He was averaging 25 and, like, 6. Like, think about that for a you second. You keep on going while I look him yeah, up. Yeah, go ahead. But you know what I'm saying? This, That's why the ring debate doesn't exist, because you don't... It don't look, Mike had the best team of that era, period. And once they got Scott, nice. he, and he couldn't win without Scotty, because if he like, just in comparison, right here, I'm just gonna throw this debate out there, and then we can go wherever we want to go from there. Jordan did not win every playoff game, did not win every series until he got Scotty. Scotty was the missing piece that led him into those six finals. He there was no. I and team, there's no I do it by myself. Kobe. Do you think Kobe would be Kobe without Shaq? Yes, we would still look at him in highlight, but would he have won without Shaq? And yeah. and if it, and if he didn't need Shaq, why when Shaq left did he start losing until two, until two thousand and eight? When he finally got Pau Gasol. Team sport. Andrew Bynum came to his own. Like, think about this for a second. If these are, if the, if it's just one player can do it, and that's where our debate comes in. It doesn't make sense. The rings don't make a difference. It shouldn't make a difference because it's it's a team sport. You need a team. If that was the case, then Kobe would have won without Shaq. If that was the case, then Michael Jordan would have more rings because he's been to he's he's been knocked out in the first round until he got Scotty. Every year, first round exit until he got Scotty. There will be there. This ring debate doesn't make a difference. It shouldn't make a difference. There should not. This should not be how we quantify and, and and rank players based off of rings. It should be off of accolades and what they're in their impact on the game. That's 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 where the standards where it should be set. Because we can't say. I mean, everybody they use these age old debates, age old debates, 50s, 60s, 70s. This is where rings matter. It was like, oh yeah, Bill Russell got 11 rings. He's winning. He's winning more than Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain's the better athlete. He's the better player. You would never say that. <clears throat> you you always say that. Oh, LeBron. LeBron is not better than Mike. LeBron's the better athlete. He's the better player. His type of game leads to winning. Mm-hmm. Mike's game. He's a winner. He's a killer. Yes, but his type of. If he led to winning, then he wouldn't have needed Scotty. Mm-hmm. These are teams. The Golden State Warriors is the purest example of a team. You think that if Steph was on the team by himself, he would have went to the finals and won with nobody. 
without a team. Then you also have to take into account coaching and the system that he's in. The system works better for him. Maybe he's not the best example, but think about that for a second. Would he have won if he never got Draymond and Clay? If they were never drafted? Would, would Giannis never won if he didn't get Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday? No. No. Would Hakeem Olajuwon ever won if, if they didn't... Um, who was on that team? Give me a second. Um, Clyde Drexler for the second time around, um, but at first it was Kenny the Jet Smith, Vernon Maxwell, and, uh, that one forward who has a lot of rings jumping around their team. Robert Horry. Robert Horry. Team. Team. These are teams. This, rings are not individual accolades. They're team accolades. That Chicago Bulls team was one of the greatest teams of that era, Period. They had the record for most most regular seasons and wins until the Golden State Warriors, as a team, broke it. These are t- the problem, and I'm just gonna, and I'm ended here. The problem with the ring debate is that it's not based off individual accolades. Those are a t- that's a, rings are a team accolade. This is a team sport. You don't go in high school and say, mm-hmm. oh. This guy has won the championship every year. He's the best player in high school. That team's the best team. T-E-A-M. Team in high school. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a, a group yeah. accolade, not an individual accolade. So stop comparing players off of individual accolades. I mean, off of, te- off of group accolades and not individual accolades. <clears throat> I think by far the easiest example of that is college basketball. Like, how many times do we see top five prospects get bumped the first round of March Madness? And, like, you got a group of seniors that have been together, like, the years Villanova went, won it, and they might have one lottery guy like Mikhail Bridges and Jalen Brunson, but, like, most of them are seniors, and they've been there for a while, and they're a good team, right? College basketball is a team, and um, I completely agree with you that, you know, in the NBA, man, it's... Great players do lead to, like, great dynasties if they have great teams around them. But you have to understand that a lot of these guys are interchangeable. Um, like, you put one guy in a different situation. Like, if you switch Wilt and Bill Russell, Wilt has 12 rings. I don't think he would have ever lost. Yeah. Ever. Because then we would be talking about Wilt is the greatest basketball player of all time. Because he would have 12 rings. And he would have those stats. Like, yeah, he might have had more players on his team, so he might have averaged 50 and 25, but it probably would have been, like, 40 and 20. <laughs> like, still would have been ridiculous. He still would have been that guy. It would have been a good fit in the system because he's a good passer. He led the league in assists one year because people were calling him so selfish because people didn't understand that just because a guy is averaging 50 doesn't make him selfish doesn't make him only think about himself because michael jordan had to have overcome the same issue when he was averaging 36 37 and wasn't winning right but when he's a winner and then every he's averaging 30 everybody's like well he's so special he's averaging 30 so i'm not man that man's gonna drop 50 on you like that's so crazy you better watch out his man's a bucket like he leads to winning well will chamberlain never had a team like that to where people would have said he oh he leads to winning because it's undeniable but i don't care 
if you write 50 books talking about how Bill Russell's not a winner, nobody's going to believe what you're saying because he has 11 rings. Oh, evidence says X. How am I supposed to believe it that something is different than that? How am I supposed to believe that Bill Russell's not a better player than Wilt? But if Wilt would have had 12 rings, he would have been in the same situation. We would be talking about Wilt as the greatest center of all time, and the arguments would be tough for all-time greatest player. We have him at two. And trust me, I love Michael Jordan. (laughs) Okay? Michael Jordan's a ridiculous athlete. Like, Michael Jordan's Mm -hmm. gifts is insane. The fact that we have Mike Wilt Chamberlain number two talks about how great his gifts are. He just did not have the team. And I completely agree with you, Chris. Like, it's it's ridiculous that we have to deal with stupid people. Like, it's, it's just what it is. People don't watch basketball. People don't watch these old players. A lot of these things you can find easily on YouTube. A lot of people don't want to put the work and effort in to learn, to, to challenge their own opinions and what yeah. everybody else is saying. And it's just easy. It's easy to say, oh, we'll average it to XYZ, but I read Red Arbuck's book where he's completely biased to Bill Russell, or I read Bill Simmons' book of basketball, and, man, he's just so biased to Boston Celtics players, he just rips into Will Chamberlain. Oh, man. Like, you have to understand that people read, that people hear whatever the people say, and, oh, my gosh, how am I supposed to make my own opinion and disagree with Red Arbach? Red Arbach has 11 rings. Who's yeah. the greatest coach of the 60s? How am I supposed to know something different than him? Because he has a biased perspective. You've been listening to people with biased perspectives. When we came in, we started doing this podcast. We were completely fresh. We started looking at all these players, and we start seeing all these guys that are completely mm-hmm. underrated, and that's the point of the series, is to give these guys the light they deserve. And Will Chamberlain is the birth of this series because it was ridiculous the first time we watched Built. It was like coming to Jesus moment. It was like, oh my goodness, I had no idea he was really yeah. like that. Like, I, you know, I thought he was going to be pretty okay, but I was watching players in the 60s and I was like, ah, they're okay, they're okay. But then I saw Will, I was like, yeah, he's a demigod what the heck right. how was he there like ah you bro it takes 5.5 seconds trust me when you see it you'll start putting two plus two together why he's so special okay it's it's, it's not human mm. no not at all not human it just it's team sport rings are a team accolade yeah yeah it's a fact chris it's a fact. Well, I, I feel like this might be a natural stopping yeah. point, so do you want to cut it here? All right, but I don't want to put these at two hours and have people really going in the nitty-gritty <laughs> yeah. with me. Um, okay, so, you know, this is this is our series, man. This is what you guys are going to have for the next month. We have some really good players. I mean, the players on this list, some of them I really feel to my core about how much I love these guys. So it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of big names. We're going to be talking about players that really, really should be more appreciated by basketball people and just weren't appreciated in their era. So we'll be talking about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this, this series for the next month is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of interesting things for you guys for the summer. So, you know, really appreciate all the new viewers. We have some
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 